I hate this nature stuff. Well, how can you hate nature stuff? Nature stuff, that's what's out there in the world. Trees and, and water. We are living in this beautiful city, much more beautiful physically than New York, with, surrounded by mountains and water. I mean, it, it's, it's an incredible place. And you don't seem to care about them. You see one bug, and then and all of nature sucks. I mean, this it makes such a general statement. I think you always just get them infuriated whenever I make a simple because point. Because I think you're robbing yourself of, of experience. What am I going to retain from nature? I'm not going to retain anything. Nature is just, it's just an aspect of life. It's just something that's there. It's, it's like the part which this like whole you know this big media super beast hasn't dominated yet, because there's no big buildings there yet. That's that's all. It's like another city, and it's like pre you know billion people population whatever the hell you know Wait a minute, you're saying that nature is just like a development and cities waiting to happen yeah it's, it's just like a vacant lot you mean yes that's what i'm saying like it's just sitting there wasting away as nature until it becomes cities and streets and buildings and, and microsoft i'm not saying it's a good thing but i'm saying that's what's happening but you have no interest in it, you're saying, as just nature itself. You don't learn anything from it. It doesn't teach you anything. It, doesn't yeah, it you teaches you stuff. It teaches you stuff about history. It teaches you, it teaches us, you know, I mean, nature, of course, you know, provides oxygen, you know, because, you know, you have, you know, trees there. But there are some aspects of nature which people don't find as amusing as you would. I understand that. But I'm just saying that when you're in a place that is beautiful and has mountains, I think that one of the great things about being alive is just looking at things and experiencing them, walking through woods, breathing the air, just seeing the, the, the world of nature. And it's true, if I propose that we do that, it's because I think that you're missing out on a very uh, important experience. And you're telling me that you really hate it. You really hate nature. And, and, and I don't hate nature. I just don't find it as amusing. It's like, you know what it is? It's like you and like art. See, Whenever I mean, I know you're just gonna deny it or or just yell at me like you always do. But you know, whenever we're you know even even you know in like I don't know Washington or something like that or wherever we are, you always want to go to some stupid art exhibit and nobody else wants to go, but you want to go. What is with this art stuff and, and nature and just these these inanimate things that you just stare at and you're, and you're over you're just so overwhelmed by them that you find it amusing, but I don't. Mom sees me downloading MP3s on an occasion, and then she says, Zach, what is your life? Your life is all about downloading MP3s or whatever. Hey, hey, I, what is with you and Mom and these, like, general statements and, like, thinking you know it all for just because seeing one thing about me? You interpret everything so incorrectly and in such a horrible manner. I just, I just don't understand why you, you can't... It's like, it's like everything aggravates you so easily, you know? Zach, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? Stop. Calm down. Calm down. Like, I remember one time I had this kind of idea that maybe it would be funny if someone got beaten to death with a jackhammer. All right? That is what I said. This is like, hey, Dad, wouldn't it be funny if someone got beaten to death with a jackhammer? And he, and he, and he, and he got so, like, horribly offended. He went... What is funny about that? There's nothing funny about that, Zach. Everything I say, you take so seriously. You don't understand the aspect of just, you know, meaningless chit-chat. You don't understand the concept of that. You take everything so seriously. It's like you have a sense of humor that it's only when, like, you make up the joke or whatever. You, you don't understand when other people are joking. You have, to, you have to lighten up a little. You make a noise. You go... <sighs> And you go away, and you walk. And you start walking ahead of me. But only very infrequently do I. Do that. 
No, you do it all the time. You did it twice within yeah. the hour I arrived in Seattle. No, wait, wait, wait. If you're talking about yesterday when we got out to this uh, uh, ground... No, I am not talking about the freaking hike. I'm talking about within the 10 minutes which I arrived in Seattle. And you told uh, me that this guy had your bong and wouldn't give it back to you. Why do you feel as though alcohol is like the wonder serum or something? What makes you think that this is like the thing that's going to like... Like make your own ideas of how, of how your life should be led to seem, you know, more uh, cohesive, you know, with your, the situation you're in. I don't understand that. That's not why I drink, Zach. I, I drink because it, uh, it just takes the edge off uh, my thought process of, of, you know, of being too aware of, what's, uh, of my pain in the world. I find drinking quiets down the, my mind, in, in a sense, and I'm not so aware of the, you know, the things that I have to deal with, my age, my, you know, uh, lack of success to a certain extent. When I'm drinking, I don't care about that so much, you know. I tend to focus in increasingly more on my own, my own writing, you know, and I celebrate myself, you know, as, as Walt Whitman said. And that's what I find about uh, alcohol that I like. I just think it's weird how when you get drunk or if you've been drinking excessively, it's just weird how it's like, it's almost like you think you're the most, like, you know, you're like the messiah. You think you like you have like you're like, like what you're saying is so important and so brilliant. And nobody, everyone's too nice to tell you that you're sounding like an idiot. The alcohol makes you a volatile person. It makes you really cantankerous. You know, it's hard to deal with you. I don't like that. I think it's ridiculous. I think alcohol is, is, is ridiculous. Well, I'm only saying, Zach, that it's nice to know things about the Hutus and the Tutsis. It's not like you no, have to No, no, you know. said it's nice to know things about what's going on in the world. And oh, I know yes. what's going on in the world. I, I just never heard of these crazy African tribes that, that hack each other up with machetes. I didn't know about these people. Well, I understand, and there's no reason that you had to know about them. But that just because I use them in a poem doesn't mean it's gibberish. Just because you're saying because you never heard of them. And I thought they were valid to use in a poem. That it's a sign of being drunk. That's not but fair. you were drunk. I was not drunk. You drunk half a bottle of scotch. But not even half a bottle. Yes, you did. So, you know, I was downtown anyway, and I figured, well, that's the end of that. I'll come back home, but I might as well swing by the liquor store and pick up, you know, my, my booze. I hadn't had any booze in a couple of days. So I'll pick up my booze for the evening. And I picked up a bottle of, bottle of vodka. For 10 bucks, I could get a fifth of Gordon's. But again, I bought it because, well, I needed, I was out of, out of alcohol, and, and uh, usually after the show, I like to have a drink. But as I was buying the Gordons, I, I can't deny that there was a part of me that thought, what if I bought the Gordons and just took it home and started drinking it? Which is something I don't do. I don't go home uh, at one o'clock in the afternoon and start drinking. I have done that, but certainly not on the day of a show. I, uh, in case you've forgotten, I'm a professional actor and I have a job tonight to do a small part in this play, but I would never drink on the day of a show, almost never. So I bought the Gordons, and I came back home, and, and I realized that I was in a terrific state of sadness at this, you know, about, I felt guilty, I felt uh, empathy, I felt helpless. So I got home with the, with the vodka, I put it in the freezer, and that's, you know, this is all a long-winded way of telling you why I want to talk to you. 
is because I suddenly realized that I was going to drink the vodka, which was a very difficult thing to come to. I do not drink, and certainly haven't in my time here in Seattle. I do not open a bottle in the middle of the afternoon. But I did, and I decided to just take a chance and see what, uh, what and I'm not drunk yet, <laughs> And but I did have a few drinks. And it's not, I'm not sure that it's the, even the drinks that prompted me to, to want to share this with you, but it, uh, but I wrote a little poem, can I read it to you? <laughs> Who could have known who would have guessed that this was the day I turned drunk? Nobody, I think, nobody at all. And yet it should come as no surprise. It was an accident waiting to happen. God, that's trite. It was a brain waiting to be cooked down to sweetbread. Better. A mind too fragile to hold up the soul in its keeping. Yes, bad father. It is a deal with the devil I've always been ready to make, but the grace of devils is rare as the grace of angels, and the darkness of despair and self-loathing is not quite quite the darkness of death. The poem's okay, right? Mm. And it's scary, you know, because I... And I don't want to have to do that. But that's how the drunks... Do it, don't they? Uh, I'm sorry. 